advisors want to build a scalable practice, but aren't always sure what to do next. Welcome to Outcomes, the podcast designed to help advisors think, make decisions, and cast a vision to create a business for the future. Here's your host, Ross Marino, financial planner, author, speaker, and CEO of Advisor2x. Welcome to Outcomes, the podcast. Today, I am joined by David Wood, high-performance coach and founder of Focus.CEO. Hello, David. Ross, good to see you. You have an interesting background, especially for someone from financial services. You started out as a consulting actuary with Fortune 100 companies, and then you moved into coaching about 20 years ago. So I see that as a really unique background. But I have to tell you what caught me first uh, when I learned about you is at your website, you have this quote that says, double your business by focusing on less. And earlier this week, I actually tweeted a quote from Jim Collins, author of Good to Great, where he said, discipline means doing less, not more. And it reminded me how we think discipline is to make this to-do list, crank it out, be productive, get things done. But for most people, it's not about the more, it's about understanding how to do less. And that seems to be the foundation of what you teach. So could you talk a little bit about that? I'd love to. We are pulled in so many different directions and that's fun. And it's getting more and more like that. We've got, you know, Twitter, Snapchat, Snapchat, Instagram. Uh, we got people uh, wanting our attention. We got advertising is getting more, more and more crazy. So there's so much that we can do, and we want that because it's entertaining, and it produces dopamine, and it produces adrenaline, and it produces stress as well, and that can be a lot of fun. Oh, I'm, I'm going to check my email messages and now I'm going to check my, my texts and I've got a voicemail. Oh, there's my phone ringing. And now I've got to go and have a meeting with Ross. And now the kid's knocking at the door. This is fun. And that's why we allow ourselves to do it. It only becomes a problem if you want outcomes. And this is the Outcomes Podcast. If you care about results in time and space, then you may not want to allow yourself to be distracted, 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 and, and, and trying to do a hundred different things. That's where the less comes in. We need to work out what to care about and have an agreement with ourselves as to what we will not care about, either for the next hour or the next day or seven days or the next year. We need those agreements. And I forget who it was who said, it's more important what's on your not to-do list than what's on your to-do list. And, and if we are actually willing to focus on less, I think we'll find that less is more. You can double revenue faster by doing that and have more peace in your life if that's something you care about. I recently had to go through my own mental process to fight the release of dopamine. And when you learn about how we get a little pick-me-up, whether it's social media or a game on your phone, but something that really makes you feel good. Once you learn how the brain works, 
you realize that we get a drop in dopamine and energy. And that's why we go looking for it. It's why we look for our phones and other things that pick us, that pick us up. And I was struggling with some distractions a while ago. And the best thing I could do to come up with a way to combat that, and I, I say it transparently because it's silly and I hadn't told anybody yet, but I made my own little ching noise for my head. So every time that thought popped into my head where I wanted to go do something that I knew was going to be a distraction, I said, ching. And then I went back to what I was doing. So I gave wow. myself my own, own little bell or badge and I've been doing that. That is so clever. Right. Yeah, so I, I agree. The chemicals are one thing that will pull us to, uh, to scatter. Two other things that will pull us to scatter is time. Just, just the progression of time. We will start getting more scattered. Uh, and the other thing is success. Success will scatter us. I've got a client, I just got off the phone with him and one of his videos went viral, 2 million views in the last couple of days. Um, he, he, was, he was sitting on $20,000 uh, a month in sales and I think they just had $50,000 in sales in one day. So he is happily scattered right now and uh, the session was about what do you need? Let's come, let's ramp up the focus. As you said, Ross, before this, we started recording. And so he's like, well, how do we do that? And I said, well, if you were creating this company from scratch, what would the organizational chart look like? Like, let's map that out. Who's going to be doing what? And then you could also look at all of your tasks that you've got on your plate right now, circle the ones that you want to keep. For example, he's really good at making TikTok videos. He knows the secret source. I'm like, I don't know that you want to be outsourcing that right now. You just got 2 million views and $50,000 in sales. That might be something that you keep, but everything else you want to start, start farming that out. So we ramped up the focus in, in our short session. And now um, he's going to be able to leverage. If he doesn't focus, he's going to have fun. I know that he's going to have stress, but he's not going to get the results that he wants. You know, you talk about your dream not to do list and for something that I don't like doing, I think I'm going to find that pretty easy for something that I may not feel is really valuable or it's apparent that it's not highest and best use, I can hand that off pretty easily. But there are things that I may be afraid to hand off. Can you talk about the mindset behind certain people who are going to struggle to hand off because there's this fear or anxiety? What's an example for you of, of the, the thing, one thing that you're afraid to hand off? I think it's when we have to deliver information that is a type of recommendation or action plan to a client. I have team members that in certain situations, I am 100% certain they will do just as good a job as me, if not better. However, that's what I do. So it's part of my identity. I, I know uh. it's important. This is why they hired me. This is how I get fulfilled because I'm there, uh, you know, Sometimes it's the hero. You get that feeling, of course, but really it's just, this is my job. This is what I do, but I know it can be handed off, but I struggle with that. Yeah. Well, the first thing that comes up for me is, is that something you like, is something in you that's calling you and saying, Hey, I, I think I want to do this. Maybe, maybe you should keep doing it. 
maybe it's it's your calling maybe it's your purpose is to to do things like that i'll give you an example um i like coding i'm a nerd i'm a geek and i've been teaching myself python and 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 um it's not efficient at all for me to do that but that's something i allow myself as a little bit of a, of a hobby and coaching too if i want to sell my business i am pretty clear that i need to hire other coaches and uh, have David Wood not be the face of the company. So I understand that, but it's also my calling. I love coaching and training. So maybe I can find a hybrid. I'll get someone else in um, to do a lot of the coaching. I'll put them more out the front. I'll, I'll use, put the brand out the front and I might do uh, just keep the high level coaching. So it would a hybrid work for you that you could do some of it, Maybe they pull you in for some of the big meetings and then the rest of the stuff you farm out. Yeah. And I think the hybrid is holding onto the reins a little bit, but also letting them go a little bit. And in some situations, I'd imagine that would work pretty well. You also talked about leverage. And I think the quote, this is what I wrote down last time we spoke is that leverage and life balance are directly connected. Can you talk about that? Yeah. If you don't, if you don't have leverage, all you have is a job. So if I, if I'm doing everything in, in my business, then I, I have a job. I don't actually have a business. It looks like a business. People think it's a business, but it's not. It's just, I got a whole bunch of jobs. It's when I start to leverage other resources like people's time and hire a podcast manager who gets me the 160 interviews I've done over the past couple of years and hire the social media manager who will chop up this interview at the end and look for clips and, and promote your podcast. Um, it's when I do that, that we're now getting leverage. So the question was, I forget the quote. It was something about profit, leverage, it was, uh, profit. leverage and life balance are directly life balance. connected. Yeah, You're right. So if, if I'm doing everything, then I don't have leverage and I don't have a lot of time off. Maybe I'm doing 40 hours a week. But once I, you know, I hired a podcast manager, he does 10 hours a week. That's 10 hours I don't have to do. And so, oh, this is interesting. It was just... I think it was Tuesday, I felt a little guilty because I had one call, one 50-minute call that day, and I didn't really want to work. So I just did that call, spoke to a, a business owner who wanted to ramp things up a gear. He, he, was, he was comfortable, and he wanted to ramp it up a gear, and he wanted help to do that, and he signed up. So, But I felt guilty like that I'm not working that whole day and then I realized, David, if you just talk to one amazing business owner and serve them, that's, that's valid. And then, um, you know, financially, uh, you know, the day is taken care of as well because you got a great new client. And then Wednesday, I did nothing. Uh, I had a friend come over and we had a cup of tea and we talked and then we got on a prison Zoom call. And I say that because it was a Zoom call with, with um, prison uh, people who just gotten out of prison about how they're handling life right now. Cause I sometimes do some nonprofit work. That's my life, right? There's a bit of, there's, there's balance. Now today, 
yeah, sure. I got like six calls, but it's the leverage that allows me to have that Wednesday to myself, to have most of Tuesday to myself and have all of the weekend to do. I've got a housewarming party. I'm going to host people, uh, you know, as we're starting to emerge from the pandemic, it's very exciting, but I couldn't do that without leverage. Without leverage, I'm just putting out fires. I'm just booking all the podcast calls. I'm just doing all the outreach. I'm doing all the social media stuff. And so I'm hoping listeners, you can relate to this. And, and if you can, the exercise that I highly recommend is the 4D audit. And that's where you list everything that you do in a week. Put it all on a piece of paper, or maybe it takes three pieces of paper. List everything, go, th- go and look at your emails and see what you did. Look at your calendar, see what you did, get everything on that list. And then you wanna put four Ds next to everything or one of the four Ds next to everything. One D is for do, I'm gonna keep this. This is something that I'm great at and maybe no one else can do. And I love it, all right? That's the do. And then um, there might be some things on there that don't add a lot to your business. You should also include checking Facebook before 5 p.m. And, and, you know, checking email and like all of those things. Some of those things you might put delete next to. That's super important. Oh, but I want to do it. Oh, but that's useful. You got less is more. And then another D for the things that you're not willing to delete, but you really don't have the time to do this month. Okay, that's delay. And then the fourth D is delegate. I am going to offload this stuff. Maybe not overnight. Maybe some of it will be in the next two weeks. Some of it will be in the next three weeks. And that's why I talk about a dream not to do list. This is everything that six months from now or 12 months from now, I will not be doing in my business. And I find that exciting. My follow-up question was going to be, if we started working together today, what would you have me do first? So um, I'm glad at least I had the right idea in my mind and (laughs) you went straight into it with the four Ds. And Well, go ahead. Well, here's what I was thinking. I would love to do that. That would be great. I'm a quick start. I would dive into that list the moment we ended our Zoom call and I would, I would just hit it, gangbusters. Three days from now, not so much, David. So knowing that your typical CEO, entrepreneur, probably a quick start, they're going to dive in. It's not going to be as complete as maybe you would like it to be. But if we start off, do we hit the point of good enough is good enough? Or how do you approach that? This is such a big question because the question is when you have impetus or, moment, or a little bit of momentum to do something, how do you keep it? How do you keep it? How do you have the follow through? Because the mind is like a monkey on crack and it's, you know, zipping out. You're like, I might be thinking in a minute, I'd be thinking about the TV show I watched last night. One way that I know, and I'm, I'm, I acknowledge that I'm biased because I've, I've been coaching for 20 years. And at some point recently, I had five coaches for different things in my life. So, but one way is to work with a coach. The coach is there to make sure that things don't drop and don't slide. And every week you got to come back and talk about what you did and what you said you do and you didn't do. So that's, that's one way. Another way, um, which usually I recommend in combination with coaching is to block off time in your calendar for it and 
show up for those dates. That's the other thing because people block off time, then they get busy and they don't do it. That's again, where the coach comes in, but you can block off time. Say, all right, every Monday morning is, is leverage time. Now you said I would, ha- maybe I'd have you start with a 4D audit. That's not where I would start. I think it's really important, but where I usually recommend people start is where are we heading? Where do you want to be 12 months from now? If we were working together for 12 months and we fast forward and now we're celebrating and looking back. And I got this question from Dan Sullivan. What would have to have happened for you to feel really happy with your progress? List three big business goals that would have you doing the happy dance and calling everybody and saying, this is so awesome. And then three big personal goals. So we start with that. So we have something at stake. Otherwise, who cares? What's the point of focusing? We don't even know why we'd bother. And then if you've got that, we work backwards. All right, once you've got that, the next step, and I just gave a new client this homework this week, what's the three-month milestone for each of those goals? We're just layering the goals now. It's not that complicated. Okay, three months from now, this would have me do the happy dance. And then... Every single week, you need to know what your weekly action plan is, even if you just spent five minutes on it. But every week, you need to know, all right, this week, these are the things that I've consciously chosen are going to make the biggest difference in my business. And if you have that date with yourself once a week, then I have confidence if you show up for that date and do it, say, let's say 12 of them. So it'll get you through three months, do 12 dates with yourself just for say 10 to 20 minutes where you choose consciously, this is what matters for the next seven days. And this is what does not matter for the next seven days. It's going to be an absolute game changer in your business. And then once you've got those things in place, and by the way, I've got a checklist with all of this stuff. We can give it away at the end of this interview, if you like. Um, Once you've got those things in place, then I would say do the 4D audit and start offloading. And I don't think you're going to slow down and stop, or at least your chances are better because you've got that regular date with yourself where you're going to have to come back and look what matters, what doesn't matter, what matters, what doesn't matter. I can't stress this enough. If you don't have that structure, then yeah, you'll get lost. You'll get lost, you'll fall off the horse and you may not get yourself back on the horse. We have a process in our practice called the transitus process, and it's four steps. It's very quick and it's easy. This is what we ask people when they call us for the first time. And it's usually because there's some life event, some disruption, and, and they need to deal with it. And the first is what's going on, followed by how did you get here? Questions three and four are what are you thinking? And then four is how do you feel? And the reason how do you feel is so important to us is not only do people need to recognize the state they're in of this is where I'm at, and obviously they don't want to be there, we then do the bonus question, which is, well, how do you want to feel? If you resolve this, how would you feel? When you tie that into the goals, now I think you have a little more juice on it. Is that something that you dig in? Do you try to get to where someone's mindset is and, and how they're settled and personal and yeah. spiritual growth? I mean, how do you, how yeah, do you a- include that? That's a great question. I, um, so I was just talking to a business owner recently. He sells software as a service and I wasn't buying it that he really wanted to keep working on his company for the next year and a half. 
because he said he wanted an, an exit plan. He wanted to exit for 10 million. But when I dug deeper, it seemed like he was pretty close to it right now. Like, why don't you exit now? And I pushed him because I was looking for the motivation. What's, what's going to have you week after week show up and make changes? If we can't find the motivation, this is just entertainment. Nothing's going to really happen. So what we, do, what we discovered is he's not done yet. He could exit now for 10 million, but he's not done. There's another product he wants to bring to market. There's low hanging fruit. He wants to really boost the multiple that he's going to get, not just for the money. He doesn't need it for the money. He wants to build. So then I was like, okay, that sounds like a motivator. You're not done with this business yet. Now, something else, Ross, I'm very excited that you brought up this concept of how do you, you know, people get excited, they get started, but how do you stick to it? I think I'm often delusional. I tell myself all sorts of stories. And one story that I think we tell ourselves is I can make massive change alone. Now, some people can, sometimes it happens. There's a bolt of lightning, Eckhart Tolle woke up one day, said, I can't live with myself. And then his brain went, myself, who's that? And he had an epiphany, all right? Sometimes it happens, but more often than not, we delude ourselves and we think, all right, I just heard this on a podcast or I read this in a book. I'm gonna go and bring this into my business. It usually doesn't happen. I just had a guy two weeks ago, he was like, yeah, I need help. Okay, what do you need? All right, boom, 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 boom. All right, would you like, would you like help? He's like, well, let me try it on my own. Look, it's a valid move to go and try it on your own. The thing is he's gambling with his business and he's gambling with his life. And what I think he doesn't realize is that most people who say that will fall off the horse and not find their way back to the horse. And he, and he told me, I'm sick of bumbling around at the $3 million mark. I think that in a year, there's a good chance um, unless he puts in some solid structures which usually involves some, some third-party accountability. doesn't have to. Um, but unless he does that, I think a year from now, he'll still be in his patterns because we are creatures of habit. And so I just wanted to, to bring that up. I normally don't talk about it, but I think we delude ourselves. And that's fine, again, unless what we want, what our goals are, are something that really matter. If we really want, I would say, don't gamble with that. Like get all the help you can line up your friends, go and get a therapist, get yourself a coach, put yourself in a mastermind, whatever it is. So you can bust out of your patterns uh, and, and actually get to those goals, which hopefully includes some work-life balance. What haven't I asked you yet? Oh, good question. Well, I, I got excited about your final question, you know, the, the magic wand question. And I, I'd, I'd like to talk about it now because it's such a big, it's a big thing for me. So can you, can you wave the wand now? The, this is it. So the final question, oh. David, if you could wave this magic wand I'm holding, change anything in the world, what would you do? I would have people feel safe enough or brave enough to reveal their internal experience to others. I'm writing a book right now called Name That Mouse because the elephant is not the only animal in the room. The elephant's something, you see it, I see it, no one's talking about it. 
right? Might might be, you know, I've shown up with blood on my face and no one's talking about it. All right, that's just weird. That's the elephant. But what if, what about the subtle things? What about uh, maybe you said something earlier that made me feel good and I just glossed over it? Or what about, um, you know, I was, I was late. I was about a minute and a half late. If I didn't say anything, that could be a mouse that's going around the room for me. I'm like, is Ross a bit annoyed? Is he going to trust me less now that I'm, I'm late? Or maybe it's no big deal for him. I got no idea. That's a mouse. You wouldn't know. I could name that. And I named it with you. I said, I apologize for, for, being, for being late. I think we hide so many things. Oh, I'm disappointed by what you did. I feel angry by what you did. I feel a bit upset. I had a conversation yesterday with a coach and I found it hard to find space to speak. She she'd seemed like she'd stop speaking and I'd start to speak and she'd start again and then stop and start again. I'm like, wow. And then, and then, and then she told me I had no strategy and it felt a bit condescending. All of these are mice that are available to be named. Just, Hey, I just want to name a mouse with you. I just want to name something and we see where it goes. So I want that for the world. I think it would transform. It will transform the world and have us be ultimately more related, more connected, trust each other more, feel more self-expressed, be more seen. Many good things come from naming that mouse. David Wood, thanks so much for being on the podcast. You're welcome, Ross. Can, can we tell people where to get that download, the, the checklist? Yes, please do. Is, is that okay? Um, in fact, I created a little gift basket of goodies. Um, one's the checklist and also one's a free training uh, on how to double your revenue. And also if you want to get on the phone with me and find out where the low hanging fruit is in your business, all of these things are at one special page that's hidden on my site. And the link to get to that is myfocusgift.com. It'll take you straight to that hidden page on my site. And I, I hope you guys really enjoy, enjoy those gifts. Fantastic. We'll make sure we include it in the show notes as well. Thanks again. Thanks, Russ. Thank you for listening to Outcomes. Subscribe now to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Advisor 2X. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.